Welcome to Paranormal Almanac. Live Quarantine Edition. With your host, Kurt Sandvik. And as always, Stitch. Hi, hi, that's right. I am your host, Kurt Sandvig, and welcome to another live quarantine edition. Oh, I'm almost cutting off the phone number. Don't want to do that. Welcome to another live quarantine edition of Paranormal Almanac. We've got a stitch sighting right at the beginning. He's destroying a toy for everybody to see. We had a techno intro. That's right, Suzanne. I uh, wanted to go a little funky with the intro. I just turned the AC on, so hopefully it gets a little bit cooler in here, because right now it is bleeding hot in here. Cheers to everybody. Cilantro. Cilantro? I think that's how they say it in Ireland. I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm sure somebody will. Um, welcome to another live call-in edition. Lori. Hey, howdy. Hi, Lori. Sean is here, and Camille, and Alexandra. Hey, Alexandra, how are ya? And Dave, and Jessica, and boy, there's a lot of people here. I love this. I thought that starting a little bit later might have, like, you know, wiped out the audience, but it doesn't seem to be the case. I wanted to do a little bit later to give other people some opportunities to kind of catch one of these. Uh, so, you know, fingers crossed, we'll get some callers. We'll have some good times. Should be a good one. I'm hopefully, fingers crossed, it'll be a good one. If you guys want to call in right away, make sure this is on. Yeah. If you guys want to call in right away, if you want to get your story in first, first caller, the number is 818-732-9399. Once again, you think I would remember to actually make a better sign than the crappy little cheesy one that I have? I'll have to do that this week. Um... Slange. Is it just slange? I thought it was like an A or slancha or something. It's just slange. All right. Slange, everybody. Cheers. Ah, thank you, Lewis. This is my Bigfoot cup. You can get this cup. And it even, even has the Bigfoot butt. You can get this cup from Amazon. I make no money off of, you know, pimping this cup, but I freaking love it. Ah, oh, Jay's here as well. Hey, howdy. Hi. It is spoopy time. You're right, Sean. That's kind of worked. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. Oh, thank you, Stitch. I know. Uh, I get to eat dinner and listen instead of cooking dinner and missing something. Well, see, there we go. And K uh, Katrina caught one. So, yeah, I, everybody seems to be liking this time so far. Well, for all you people that... Slancha is... Slancha is pronounced slange. Slange. Same in Irish Gaelic and Scots Gaelic. Ah, oh, see? This is why I love my fans. Suzanne is letting me know. Slange. This is why my, I love my fans. They let me know these kinds of things. So, Slange, everybody. 
Uh, I was told... Ooh, I just did one. I was told that I say um or uh too much on these live episodes. So, if you're listening at home and you're the one that said, Kurt says uh way too much in the live episodes, drink every time I say uh. See how that goes for you. See how quickly you're going to complain about me saying uh again. Ooh, Sean... Sean is in the middle. So Sean did a, a, a Ouija, or a tarot reading, not Ouija, God, no. Did a tarot reading for me a while ago, and I think that you should do it, Sean, but she said she's possibly thinking about possibly selling and ma- or making a tarot reading page for like five to ten bucks per reading, because fuck it, indeed, you totally should, Sean, because you did a great reading for me, spot on. I would I would pimp the hell out of it for you. Hey, Sean Bishop is here. Howdy, hey, howdy, hi, buddy. I miss you, sir. Uh, yes, Lauren. Yeah, somebody complained about me saying uh too much on the. Oh, the uh, amount of complaints that I've gotten this week about my uh, podcast are, gotta love it. I'm not even gonna give these people some airtime. I'll put it that way. But the other uh, one, I think I had to. So again, if you want to, you want to play the drinking game for Paranormal Almanac Live episodes. It's take a shot or take a drink every time I say, uh, good luck, everybody. Hey, Andrew's here as well. Cool. I like this. Everybody's here. <laughs> yeah, Sean Bishop said, fuck the critics. Tell him to do a fucking live show. Right? These things aren't that easy. My God, I got to come up with content. I got to hope that people call. And if they don't call, I got to banter and, you know, fill the time. I got to keep Stitch occupied while I'm playing, while I'm doing all of this. Oh, there's there's definitely a lot more people listening, Alexander. It is blowing up. Thankfully, knock on wood, um, more more lovers than haters. And the haters that I have been getting, a couple of them, I was fine to say goodbye. So, <laughs> dumb dicks indeed, Sean. Dumb dicks indeed. But the phone, the calling, the call-in number eight one eight seven three two nine three nine nine. Anybody wants to call for anything? I was gonna make this one strictly a Bigfoot one. Uh, I got the you know the Sasquatch shirt on. I played the Sasquatch song beforehand. I've been I've been uh, reading Devolution, Max Brooks' new book. If you don't know who Max Brooks is, he did World War Z. He is Mel Brooks's son. Fantastic writer. I love his work. And this week, his new book dropped. And his new book is called Devolution... Actually, you know what? Hold on. Before, so I don't screw it up. Let me read it for you. It is called Devolution, a first-hand account of the Rainier Massacre. The Rainier Sasquatch Massacre. So it's Devolution, a first-hand account of the Rainier Sasquatch Massacre. Now, it is not a... It is not a real... It's a, it's a work of fiction. It's not nonfiction. It's not real but boy, he really dove in to Sasquatch and really picked out some um, surprising anecdotes and facts about Sasquatch. The stuff that I've mentioned on this show, but I wouldn't expect somebody who's just writing a book that happened to throw in the villain, make the villain a Sasquatch um, in his book. But boy, he really goes into it. He goes deep. And so far, I'm about halfway through it. Not going to spoil anything. Nobody spoil it if you've read it. If you've read it in the comments, don't spoil the book for me, because I'll be reading the comments in a second. But, fantastic book. And, if you guys are way too busy like me, and you need an audiobook version of it, Audible has the audio play, if you will. 
And it's got like Nathan Fillion and Steven Weber. I mean, just tons of people. It's fantastic. So, um, yeah, Max Brooks is the shit. I highly recommend it to anybody. Um, yeah, the zombie survival guide. That's right. I forgot about that one. Uh, Lewis says, oh, Bigfoot, I'm in Tacoma, Washington, right next to Mount Rainier. Yes, they say he's there. I'd like to get a video of him. I'd like you to get a video of him. And if you do, send it to me. But as always, don't fucking shoot Bigfoot. My mom lived in a haunted house on Mount Rainier. Really? Holy crap. Dorian, I want to hear that story. And welcome back, Dorian. I hope you had a good uh, time. You and Isaac had a good time camping. That's awesome. Yeah, so... Oh, I just ummed. Ooh, shit. Uh, so anyhow. Fantastic book. Got me really into... Even more so. Really into Bigfoot. And thinking about how awesome it would be for to do another Bigfoot episode. So hint, there's going to be another one coming up very soon. And I was going to make this one an all-Bigfoot caller show, but then I decided, no, 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 no. I'm going to do this one just any kind of paranormal activity. Anything paranormal. UFOs. There's some UFOs being spotted around people's areas, Suzanne, hint, hint. Although I don't know if you can call me Suzanne. You're from out of the country, I think. Um, there's... No, there are. There is um, a lot of UFO in the news. There's a lot of ghosts in the news. In fact, there's a lot of cryptids in the news. So this is a wide open, anyone can call with any paranormal topic at all. Okay, let's go back to the... Stephen Weber narrates the audiobook of it. Stephen Weber is cool. I love Stephen Weber. Yep, drink, and, drink indeed, Sean. Drink indeed. It's going to be a tough one. Anyhow, I got to learn to that. I got to do the anyhows or the... I'll do the and... Those kinds of things. And... Anyhow... If you guys want to give a call, 818-732-9399. If not, I'm going to read you the story that I was going to say for next week's episode of Paranormal News, but it is particularly pertinent to today's times. Another UFO encounter in 2019. Navy vet claims USS Kid had a UFO encounter in 2019. It goes on to say that a Navy vet has claimed in communications with Dave Beatty, the creator of the Nimitz Encounters, that the, it goes on to say, oh, but the Navy claim is unverified, that they had a UFO encounter on the USS Nimitz as well. They have a really cheesy video, like recreation of the encounter, but I want to see if it actually goes on to talk about the encounter. It says, since uh, Beatty released the Nimitz Encounter film and asked for witnesses to contact him, he's gotten messages from multiple people and heard many stories. Something that makes this story unique is that he was able to get uh, Freedom, of, Freedom of Information Act on the USS Kid deck logs and find a corroborating but possibly circumstantial hint to, quote, Snoopy Team was active. And I had to look that up. I didn't know what Snoopy Team was. So, Snoopy Team is a training exercise to investigate UAVs. You might know them better as UFOs. That's right, they actually have something called Snoopy Team Training on how the Navy should encounter and track UAVs. Now, they go on to say that the UAV could be controlled by contemporary technology, like a drone or a plane, or something like the Tic Tac event that the Nimitz had. So the USS Kidd had nearly the same encounter as the USS Nimitz, the US Navy UFO encounter that we all know 
oh so well. They go on to say, from what I know, the USS uh, the the Snoopy team from the USS Nimitz and the USS Kid is the ship's intel section. Intel section. They're comprised of one to two photo- uh, photographers and videographers that film the unidentified or target ship with high-powered lenses and notate all the details for later analysis. Most likely ship intel shipmates. Most likely ship intel shipmates. All right, that are tasked with this extra detail. They're on call now. 24-7. This came out of the Freedom of Information Act that now they have these people on call 24-7. Recently, I got the USS Kid deck logs from the Navy for July of 2019. It goes on to say that the USS Kid is a Burke-class destroyer. They were operating in the same SoCal area as the USS Princeton and the USS Nimitz over 15 years ago when they encountered the Tic Tacs. Now, this all started a few months back, and they said that he was contacting a U.S. Navy vet And that's when he heard about, quote, the shit show, the Tic Tac encounters, and that his ship was deeply involved in that incident. They go on to say that the Freedom of Information Act might also include the USS Chaffee and other ships from that workup. So we're getting more and more and more Navy ships involved with these Tic Tac encounters. Alrighty, I'm going to stop it. I'm going to pause it right there. I'm going to go back to the live feed so I can actually see what you guys are writing. But there is a lot of UFO activity around the USS Na- around the U.S. Navy all over the Southern California border and around the country, including uh, the Atlantic Ocean as well. And that's, when, that's what I was saying, Suzanne. Yes, they should come to Glasgow because UFOs are flying all over the place. Suzanne has been posting. If you guys aren't in the Facebook, uh, the Paranormal Almanac group, I don't know what it's called, Stories and Group, whatever it is, not the official Paranormal Almanac page, but there's a fan page. There's a, there's a ton of stuff in there. You guys should get in there if you haven't gotten in there already. But Suzanne has been posting videos from Glasgow about UFOs. Lori should call in if you can, if you want to. Lori. Oh, I have a ghost cat, a poltergeist dish. Oh, and a UFO story. Lori, I would love to hear from you. 818-732-9399. Please give me a call. Uh, Katrina, I have not talked about it on an episode yet. But yes, Fen Treasure, Fen's Treasure was found. I used to get, that was the biggest episode that people would message me about all the time because I thought I had some kind of in with Fenn about his treasure. All because Fenn said he liked my episode, I didn't add anything, but I included every detail. Because of that, all these treasure hunters kept messaging me thinking I had some in on this treasure, and they kept asking me for more information, which of course I didn't have because if I did, I would have gone out and gotten the damn treasure myself. But yes... Ben's treasure was found. One treasure checked off the list. But there are a lot more treasures that I've talked about on Paranormal Almanac. Some in America, some in Paris, I believe. Some in, and one in Canada that are still out there to be found. There's another treasure which, I'm trying to see if it's real or not. If it comes out that it's legit, or if I can figure out it's mostly legit, I'll be talking about it on a future episode. But there's still a few treasures that are out there that are legit, that are real. One in San Francisco. So even California people who are good at games and puzzles. I'm trying to get my friend Elisa to do it because she's brilliant at puzzles and games to go out and find these treasures because they're real 
And who doesn't want to find a treasure? I mean, seriously, who doesn't who hasn't thought about finding a fucking treasure? Well, they're there. They're real. Okay, let us see. My grandma stayed home to take care of the kids. Most day they were here rummaging in the pantry in the kitchen and the whole pantry would be rearranged every few days. Interesting. That does sound like some kind of weird ass ghost thing going on. Hmm. <laughs> I love it, Josh. Josh said, this reminds me of how I met your mother when people drank every time Robin said, but um, on the news. And then she started saying it just to get people drunk. Um, uh, uh, mm, I like it. I like this plan. I'm going to start doing that more and more. Uh, like the goatee. No, it's a full beard, Sean. This is as much of a beard as I can grow. You know this. This is just me being lazy. This is as much of a beard as I can grow, but it's, it connects kind of. And it's going to be shaved very soon because it's too flippin' hot in California to have this stupid beard. Ah, oh, I'm sorry, Paul. His wife doesn't like paranormal stuff, so he must watch quietly on his phone. Uh, thank you for listening. Oh, I said, um, thank you for listening, Paul. I really do appreciate it. And Paul, if you have some paranormal experiences, call in. Maybe hearing her hearing you on this show might get her into the show. Connie, hi, finally made it to a live show. Hello. I sent you a message about my ghost dog, ghost dog, mother-in-law, and other stuff. Oh, ooh, I know this story. That is on one of my lists of stuff to read for the next listener call-in show, or the listener um, story show. Connie, if you'd like to call in instead of me telling the story on the next listener story uh, episode, please call in, 818-732-9399. I have read yours, Connie. Very good. I really, really like it. Josh, there's tre buried treasure on my family's farm. Why the hell are we not digging up your family's farm then? Let's get into this. Lori, I called, but I don't know how this works. I got to state your name after the tone, and we'll try to connect, but no answer. Really? Is it not connecting? All right, well, let us test this out to make sure it's working then, because it should be working. Okay, that one's on me, Lori. That one's on me. I didn't check the correct thing to check, so it actually goes to my phone. Lori, please try calling back in. It should work now, fingers crossed. I didn't connect it uh, oh so well. That is, uh, that is a user error. Maybe Curtis check. Yes, that is correct. I, do, I think I had it wrong. All right, Lori, fingers crossed. This should be working for you now. Slange, everybody, slange. Enjoy. All right, until Lori calls, I'm going to banter just a bit more. Uh, there is, ooh, I said, uh, so there is, uh, another, there is a, man, it's hard to do, I can't, I can't do it, fuck it, I don't give a shit. I'm gonna say, uh, if you guys don't like it, well, uh, fuck off. So anyhow, there is another treasure that's supposedly in the Southwest, which is another reason to be like, ooh, I want to do this because it's close to us, that if, like I said, if it's real, if it's real, it's a huge treasure, Tons of gold up in a mountain. Seems like it's legit, but it also seems like I, I could just be piggyback. A bunch of websites are piggybacking off each other. So until I can trace it back to the source, I'm not going to spread some bullshit rumor. Here we go. Hello, you are on the air. Oh, Squee, how are you? Hey, good. How you doing? I am good. This is my first time calling in. Well, I'm so happy that you called in. This is awesome. I'm. Lori, I'm so happy to to have you on the on the show. This is awesome. So, what do you want to hear? Ghost cat, UFO, or poltergeist? 
Oh, see, I would automatically jump towards Poltergeist, but I got to hear the ghost cat. Oh, um, we used to live in this awful little apartment off of um, the university in Las Cruces, New Mexico. Okay. And um, so it's there's like a little mountain range between us and White Sands Missile Range. Oh, okay. I know the area then, yeah. You get any idea where, where I'm at? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Between White Sands Missile Range and El Paso, Texas. Oh, sure. That kind of, that area. So we're sitting out on... In the, in, the, in the driveway, leaning against the car, and there's three of us. And we're just kind of quietly looking up at the sky, and I'm watching what looks like two planes flying in the same direction. They're both blinking. Bear in mind, I'm legally blind, so there's only so much detail I can give you. So there's, I see the blinking, and I see the lights in the sky, and I see what I assume is two planes. And they're flying kind of in parallel, and they look like they're getting closer and closer, and they look like they're really way too close, but they, 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 it looks like they're going into the El Paso airport. And suddenly, the light on the right side takes a 45-degree angle and shoots off. Oh, not a satellite. Not a satellite at all. Or a plane, not for a that matter. Not another plane. Yeah. It just turned and shot. It actually went back towards the White Sands Missile Range is where it went. Holy crap. Wait, what year was this? We... Um, let's see, I was in college, so it was, um, 2000. Because there was a, there was a rash of UFO sightings around White Sands that I want to say was late 90s, early 2000s. Hmm, that might be it. It's funny, my mom grew up in, um, Roswell, New Mexico. Really? And... Yeah, she made this comment one day. She's like, well, I thought everybody had that dream where you woke up and your bed was surrounded by light people. And I'm like, no, Mom, no. Not oh, everybody oh, has oh. that dream. <laughs> Holy crap. She's having abduction <laughs> dreams. Well, dreams. Ab abduction visions in Roswell? My mom. My mom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, no, Mom, that, that's not a dream everybody has. <laughs> Now, did you explain to her, like, that's probably, she was probably abducted? Um, I didn't get very far into that one. I was just decided not to really kind of open that particular box. But um, I had a, a job thing that took me to, uh, to um, Roswell. And I came home with a glow-in-the-dark alien t-shirt for her. Red. <laughs> Which she loved. She wore that forever. Oh, so she actually enjoyed yeah. it. I was going to say, how did she react to that? Uh, did she? Did you <laughs> give her flashbacks or what? She wore it thin. She wore it all I the time. I love it. So. That's awesome. So, yeah, you definitely saw... A, well, I mean, I mean, 100% you saw a UFO. You definitely saw a UFO. Yeah. That's awesome. So now I'm going to... Yeah, now I'm going to string you along and hopefully I can get one more story out of you. <laughs> Well, the poltergeisty one is really simple. Same apartment. Actually, all of this happened at the same apartment. Wait, so um, wait. The ghost cat and the poltergeist were all in the same apartment? Yeah. And, and, the, and the, the UFO. Wow. You buried the lead. That's You have a haunted apartment or something, a paranormal no, apartment. <laughs> it, was, it was one of those awful cheap student apartments built out of cinder blocks. Out in the desert. <laughs> it was one of those horrible places. 
So um, the, the poltergeist is really a simple, something about that apartment. Our, cause our cabinets would bang open, the water would turn on. Um, my touch lamps, you know, where you just touch them and they turn on, would always, I would, I would wake up and the one beside my bed would be on like the second or third setting. So, oh wow! I was um, home alone. I was home alone. My husband was out to a gig, and um, my father had called. And I was in the bathroom taking a bath, and I'd gotten out. And so the only light on in the apartment was the bathroom light. And I sat down next to one of those um, Torchair lights, the really tall pole ones with a little turn click sure, sure. knob at the top. I sat down at the base of one, and I was talking to my dad. And I hear this click. And the light turns up. The one I'm sitting under. <laughs> Holy crap. So this isn't just while you, things didn't happen while you were asleep. This is while you're wide awake. Yeah, this one happened while I was wide awake and had nothing to blame it on. Nothing to blame it on. Uh-huh. So. All right. So what was your reaction when the light did that? Well, I was, I was like, Dad... <laughs> My dad's, like, living in Albuquerque, so there's nothing he could do. Like, the light just turned on. Oh, that's okay, honey. <laughs> I give up. <laughs> At that point, what are you going to do? I mean, it was trying to be helpful. I was sitting in the dark. Apparently, I needed the well, light. <laughs> yeah, um, look, if you can have a poltergeist, at least it's a helpful poltergeist. I mean, that's that's good. Yeah, yeah, you know, at least it's not a dick. It works out well. <laughs> <laughs> But the cat, the cat, my, my, my beloved Bagheera had been hit by a car Aww. right outside the apartment, and it, it broke my heart. Well, yeah. And, and um, so a week, the week after, again, I'm sitting in my bathtub sulking, and I was the only one home, and I hear, you know, when you, when you have a pet, you know what they sound like. You know, the sound of their fur against oh, the door. Oh, 100%, yeah. The way their, their collars sound. And um, I heard him bump against the bathroom door, like pushing on it and rubbing on it. I could hear the hair push against the door. I heard the sound of his collar click against the door. And I, um, when I got out of the tub, my husband came home, and I saw his cat running through the house. I said, oh, was Jezebel already in here? And he's like, no, she came in with me. So, Aw, your cat no came cat to say hi. House, but my baggie came back to say goodbye. Aw, I love that. Now, wait, now, did, how did you react to the the fact that your cat came to say goodbye? Was it, was oh, it? Oh, I felt so, so sweet. It was yeah. the first time I've ever had anything like that happen. See, I, that's the, the, I mean, that is the right response. Kind of like we were, I think it was the last episode, one of the last live episodes, when we were talking about, um, you know, a family member coming to say goodbye after they pass away. And everybody has that same kind of reaction. It's not scared. It's not angry. It's not sad. It's just sweet that they, you got one more interaction with your cat. I love that. Yeah, it's like a little blessing, like a little thank you. Aww. I'm moving on. I'll I take care it. of myself. But most of, none of that stuff really scares me, though. I mean, like, like even the light. I was just like, stop it. Yeah, you seem pretty. <laughs> you seem pretty mellow with this stuff. How, how are you so mellow with a light? turning on right above you without any look you can be a skeptic all you want but a light flicked on 
right above you. It's not oh, like it, it was it, a power surge. It required surge. a click. Yeah. You had to click it on and turn it up. I mean, it was, an, it was a physical motion. It wasn't just like... Like my, my touch lamp, you could say I rolled over in the night and bumped it with my hand or my elbow or something. You can debunk that if you really wanted to. But it was still on the second or third. I was going to say, you up. can debunk if it was on the lowest, but then you still have to go up and up. Yeah. So yeah, how, how are you so calm with all of this? Well, what are you going to do? I mean, I agree with you, go but, uh, but a lot of people... The, into, in, go running out into the barrio in my, my, my uh, <laughs> towel screaming? <laughs> Yes, that is the correct response. That's what we were looking for. No, yeah, I, I, hey, I'm with you. Look, a, a lot of people like say to me, like, how can you talk about this stuff? You're just bringing it to you, and aren't you afraid? And I'm like, nah, not really. I, I find this stuff interesting, not so terrifying. Well, and if it, if it doesn't feel good, I know how to push it away. You know, if, it's, if it doesn't feel right, I know how to keep it away from me. So, I can, I can, I can emotionally or mentally or something I, I push things away so it doesn't bother me and is then and you found that that has worked in the past oh yeah yeah Ooh, i like that i like you that know, you know you what you're doing fuck off and it will <laughs> you really mean it wow this is awesome so i look i only asked for one and i got all three stories i love this <laughs> well Thank you so much for calling. I, I I really appreciate it. I'm so glad that you got a chance to actually, you know, see a live show. But not only that, you got to be on the live show. Yeah, I usually get to listen to them on the podcast later going, oh, I missed it. <laughs> well, hey. So it worked out great. You have, you have free reign to call back as many times as you want because you have great stories. So please. Oh, thank you. Anytime. I love it. Thank you so much for calling. I really do appreciate it. All right. Give Stitch a scritch for me. Oh, definitely. Are you kidding? Thank you. Bye now. Three stories in one. I love that. I mean, I, I did kind of edge her into telling us the second story, but I, you know, like, kind of like nudged her, I should say. But still, if you call me and you say I've got options, I'm going to try and get as many options out of you as possible. Wait, you already found what on Amazon? Uh-oh, what did I miss? What do you want? What did you buy on Amazon? My mug? Or the shirt? You found my shirt? Wait, did you actually find... Now I got, now I, I got a, sorry, everybody that's listening. Who, who, what'd you find on Amazon, Dorian? Was it the shirt? Was it the mug? Was it Devolution by Max Brooks? I'm very curious to see, because the shirt, basically the shirt, the mug, and the book, I got them all on Amazon, as you do with just about everything nowadays. So yeah, there you go. What follows you, Sean? Oh, I know what follows you, the, duh. See, that's a, all right, so that's a perfect example of how you should react to stuff. Like Lori, 100%, like, hey, I need, I can push it away if I need to, but you know, what are you gonna do? If something's there, something's there. Sean Bishop has that same kind of reaction. When I saw the, I, and we've talked about it on a previous episode, but in case you missed it. So I was at Sean's house one day, we're in, I was standing in front of his garage. He had a party going on, like there's a bunch of people over there. And in his garage, that way, there is a fridge in the garage. I was talking to somebody, somebody walked up and kind of like looked like, oh, I don't know where to go. And I pointed to where the fridge was like, oh, it's right back there kind of a thing. And then turned and there's nobody there. Now this wasn't out of the corner of my eye. A hundred percent saw somebody, a guy in white, saw him go in and go into that fridge to get something out of that fridge. That, well, at least that's what I thought. I thought it was just one of Sean's party goer friends. And there was nobody there. And there's nowhere else for them to go. Nowhere, nowhere else for them to get out of there. 
So this so before I even described it, Sean, I said, hey, man, I just saw something. And I, I said, there was a guy. He walked over. And Sean said, was he guy in white? And I said, yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. Sean said, yeah, yeah, that's what he does. Just It's just the guy in white. And he's just so nonchalant about, you know, this ghost coming by, interacting with me, me pointing out the fridge like, hey, man, it's right back there, and then disappearing. And and Sean's right, and Lori's right. I mean, it's kind of just that thing. You just kind of have to go, well, well, what are you going to do? It's just part of the house. It's part of what's happening. It's one of those things. But it, for a lot of people... Oh, hold on. Sean Bishop. Caller, you are on the air. To send a voicemail. What? No. Caller, you're on the air. Wait. To accept. Caller. Caller. Hello? Sean? No! Sean, call back. I screwed up. I'll I'll, I'll get get you quicker. Please call back, because I would love to have Sean's input on on this call actually you know what screw it i'm calling sean i don't even care i want sean bishop's input on this conversation all right well hopefully fingers crossed sean bishop will call back i uh don't damn it kurt me i thought i pushed the right button hopefully sean calls back Uh, i really want him to be part of this conversation because it's his house and these things happen at his house all the time uh so until sean until i can get sean on the phone the shirt so who was it can i think it was yeah can i need that shirt it's it's real easy it's it's a bigfoot hawaiian shirt just google big or go to amazon type in bigfoot hawaiian shirt it's this shirt now i will say this shirt runs small go up go up a size on bishop to accept press one sean hey hey there we go how you doing, buddy? Oh my god. Um, you know what's weird? I don't know what's going on with your phone system, but I called that number and somebody else answered. They're like, hello? Wait, what? Really? Yeah, somebody else answered. I was like, the fuck? Like, hello, blah, 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 blah. Right as the phone was ringing as I'm watching you on the live broadcast, I'm going, what the fuck is happening right now? What the now? fuck is that? Who's call- Who's answering my phone? I don't like that. I don't know. I'm like, whoa, whoa, wait, that ain't Kurt. And I hung up, and they were like, oh, God damn it, call back. I'm like, no, 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 this, some, some weird Mandela effect shit is happening. <laughs> well. Yeah. No, look, I won't take up too much of your time. No, no, wanted, please. You know, like, when, you were te- when you were talking about the man in white, I just realized we moved that fucking refrigerator into the house a couple of days ago. And I went, oh, shit. Oh, really? I was like, oh, no. I hope he doesn't start coming into the house to get shit out of the fridge. Dude, you were asking for it, man. I just thought of that. Like, like Kelly and I are sitting there growing. <laughs> I'm listening to it. And, you know, you start talking about the fridge. And I'm like, oh, yeah, ha, ha, ha. <sighs> oh, no, it's downstairs. <laughs> and I went, fuck. <laughs> so I may be calling the show again. Oh, you know, my God. Uh, well, hey, first of all, how you doing, buddy? I miss you more than anything in, uh, in this world. I, I love you, buddy. But how you doing? Uh, you know, uh, one one day at a time. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Oh, Actually, trust me. No, at this point, it's one 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 hour, maybe one minute at a time, <laughs> like for everybody like you and listening. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been a challenge. 
it is but, um, how's that and how's the activity around the house hopefully kind of mellow zero love it zero i it's dead everywhere i don't know what's going on i think maybe like trump has even scared the ghosts away <laughs> um uh, i don't know but there's fuck all going on right now in the spiritual realm i i just i don't get it it's 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 a dead valence out there it's like you know like the pke meter the wings wouldn't even go up a tick you know you're right there is there does seem to be a downtick of activity in everybody's house that has a lot of activity you know um the other sean she was saying that last week her and dave that it's getting to that time of the year and um you know David Omen was saying that's a little bit more quiet at his house. Never quiet, but a little bit more quiet wow. at his house. So, something interesting because it's never quiet at the Omen house. Oh God, yeah. I mean, it's not dead for any any stretch of the imagination, but it does seem to be a little bit more quiet at the Omen house, which is always telling as well. I I was you know, hoping it, to it, get him to call in, but so far he hasn't. Uh, I'll tell you what. It's almost like the living world is sucking all the energy out of everything around it to battle this thing. I, I, th I think with all the shit and the unrest that's going on in the corporeal world, I think it's drawing all the excess energy from everywhere just to deal with our own shit on a daily basis. I agree completely. Lauren just said, yeah, it's even like the ghosts don't want to live on this planet anymore. Yeah, you're not wrong. Exactly. Exactly. The ghosts have all fucked back off to the Gozer <laughs> dimension, which is they're, they're, they're better off for it, I'm, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, man, no, I, it's, uh, strange times. All right. Well, the, I'm going to um, really press your, your memory here for a second, but has, is there, sure, is there a ghost story that you have not told, uh, told me on air yet? I, I think there is. In fact, right as I was dialing you, I thought, oh, I'm going to tell this story. And now I can't remember it. <laughs> I'm working like 80 hours a week. Um, I do I do know that I have a ghost story that I haven't told you. I have a couple of them, in fact, that I, I think I haven't talked about. And it's one of those things like when somebody asks you, hey, what's your favorite song? You go, oh, I... Yeah, oh, God, yeah. No, every time. I hate it when someone says, oh, you do a paranormal podcast? What's your favorite paranormal story? Uh, yeah, and it's just yeah, blank. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I... I, I promise you i will i will figure it out and and i will i will call back in, in again but hey um, you know that you get free reign anytime my friend i appreciate that um how's everything and, and how's the activity at your house quiet De dead like you said that my house has been completely dead and usually yeah. when i start talking about my house it the the energy picks up immediately or even talking about ghosts in general and there has been nothing and I mean absolutely nothing. I, uh, yeah. Although, I will tell you one thing, and this isn't necessarily a ghost story. I haven't told you. This is more of a new thing that's happened, is um, the, the footprints have started to darken up again. Whoa. All right. So in case anybody doesn't know what he's talking about, he has footprints that basically like bare footprints, barefoot, bare feet, like not like bare feet, but humans bare feet burnt into his wood <laughs> not, not, not grizzly bear not grizzly bear no 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 like human bare feet oh. burnt into his wood that's been there forever and then they started yeah. to fade which blew me away because like i said they've been there forever but now they're darkening again yeah oh 
it was one of those things where I walked by it and I saw it like literally peripherally. It caught my attention, the shadow, and I looked and I said, Ugh. and I was like, Kelly, called my wife over. Of course, I'm like, are those darker? She's like, oh my god, what happened? I'm like, I don't fucking know. I was like, but we can see them again. I'm like, that's that's just great. That's Thanks, weird, man. And people yeah. tried to debunk. People really tried to debunk the hell out of those footprints, saying, "Oh, it was they spilled a thing of bleach and then they walked through it, and yeah. the bleach stained this." And I was like, yeah. "No, that's not how this yeah. thing looks at all." Yeah. No, I'm like, I'm like, oh, you know, things are gonna be looking up, and then June's like, "Hold my beer, footprints." Oh. I can't believe it's only June. We got six more months of 2020, and this is how it's gonna be. Come on. You remember three months ago when the joke was like, I've had my 90-day trial of 2020, I'd like to return it, please? <laughs> like, we're, it's like, we're, we're way past that. Oh, yeah. No, this this year is not is not going away quietly at all. Uh, even though, no. the, even though the, the energy seems to be quiet right now, that all that means is it's probably just building up to blow up in July for us. Yeah, who, who, yeah, who knows? I mean, at, at this point, like, if I literally woke up and saw there was a live newscast of the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man in fucking New York. I'd be like, yeah, well, of course, of course it is. I, hey, course. man, I, I completely, a thousand percent agree with you, but... And, and by the way, if that's how I gotta go out, I'm down with it, because I have an ecto, so I'll just drive right at the motherfucker and see how it goes. And, and, for, um, and for everybody but, that's listening, so Sean Bishop has the exact replica of the Ecto-1. If you saw the Walmart commercial where the Ecto-1 pulls up with Slimer in it, that's Sean's car. Yeah. Picture perfect, the best car in the world to either ride in or die in, and I don't care. One of, either way, it makes me happy. Uh, but you have, you have ridden in it, but you have not yet had the honor of it trying to kill you. Uh, I beg to differ, Sean. Last time I was in it, we almost died. Oh, shit, that's right. I forgot you were there at that time. I was thinking of the Phil incident. Now we have a Kurt incident. That I is true. That. It was it was a very interesting incident. And just this week, just this week, what was it in Massachusetts? That firehouse that I found. Uh, that's I was like, oh my god, we'd all live there. Found this found this firehouse, this like 1897 firehouse in Massachusetts for sale. In Massachusetts. It's, no, it's incredible. It's for, on for Elm like Street thousand dollars and i'm like you gotta be shitting it's got like 18 rooms oh yeah no it's like 300 grand it's on elm street and elm street leads right to elm crystal street. lake that's oh my god and and by the way it's on an acre yes so it's tons elm, i mean elm street leading to crystal lake. i like you can't write this it's the be best kidding. the absolute and best yeah, we'd be honor-bound to just drive around that town of the Ecto all day. We'd all day. we just do victory laps. All yeah, day. All day. Like, well, just patrolling citizens, everything's fine. It's fine. It's all fine. Um, well, look, I'm going to let you go because I'm yep. sure you got other calls to come in, and I am going to go back to storyboarding. I'm starting the night shift. You go back to so, storyboarding. Uh, I love you, buddy. Always good talking with you. I just wanted to hear your voice. I thought you'd get a kick out of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you were the one that made me realize I just... Move the ghost magnet into my friggin' kitchen. I'm like, oh, <laughs> shit. I love I was it. Like, I went, like, God damn it. I, was like, I didn't even think of that. I was like, I gotta call Kurt. Always <laughs> the best, Sean. Thank you so much for calling, bye. man. I miss you, buddy. Much love, you're a genius. Right. Doing God's work. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks, bye. 
Uh, that's the Sean Bishop, one of the one of my best friends in the world. He is the best. Uh, yes, I just said uh, yes. A firehouse from 1897 on Elm Street leads directly to Crystal Lake. How awesome is that? I mean, you can't like he said, you can't write this stuff. And Sean, in case you're still listening, today a friend of mine just dropped off a bunch of animation cells from Alf, the animated series of Alf. So I think you'll get a kick out of those. I'll show them next time I talk to you. But to get back to Paranormal Almanac. Yeah, Lauren says, make that the new Paranormal Almanac headquarters. Right? How awesome would that be? Look, there's another house that has to be haunted. It's it's like 15,000 square feet. I forget how many, like 11 rooms. And it's like $97,000 in Massachusetts. That thing's got to be haunted. So that's the plan. I want to buy a haunted crazy cool mansion make it paranormal almanac headquarters and start doing my podcast out of there and have people over and psychics and everything else so but there was another caller that was trying to get through while i was talking with sean so if you were trying to call 818-732-9399 now is your chance come on up stitch hi buddy ready go get it now is your chance to give us a call. 818-732-9399. Please. I would love to talk. Actually, it was two callers. Even better. So there's two people trying to get through. Now is your chance. And until then, until they call back, let me go through some of these messages. The calm before the storm. Why is everything being quiet right now? Very possible. This is the calm before the storm. Summer is very lively and such. Fall, specifically around October, the veil between the world thins. Things cross over and become more active. Winter is dead of winter. They feel more comfortable in the cold of embrace, cold embrace of death. In spring, reincarnation is real. Spring is the rebirth of things. So they're scattered and looking for new purposes, or they return to the veil during the summer months. Rinse and repeat. I like that, Sean. I do. Here we go. Caller, you are on the air. <laughs> Hi, it's Connie. Hey, Connie. Hey, how are you? Doing well, doing well. We just got moved, and there's a little add-on to that story that I wrote you about, but I'll let you read that, because I put a lot of time into writing that. Oh, oh. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah. Okay, do you, know, do you want me to do it tonight's episode, or do you want me to do it on the... Because I'm doing a listener ghost story episode coming up, and I have it pulled for that specific episode. Oh no, you can just you can just do it on that one. I've got okay. I've got more stories. So, oh, excellent! Yeah, then so yeah, I'm sorry yeah, yeah. To tell you some other stories. It, Consider it, it it's done. In this house, so. I I love that. Then yeah, please, I love that. I you know, um just so everybody knows, uh, Connie wrote me a very detailed, very awesome email. But you guys have to wait to hear that story. But let's go to Connie for another paranormal story. Okay, well, this this happens to be in the same house, and, and it's a newer house. We just moved across the street, so we don't live there anymore. But, um, um, kind of, well, how do I set off here? So, we talked, you know, I've heard you talk in the past about how a lot of times the paranormal happens to be like with teenagers, um, you know, or young girls going through, you know, puberty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Poltergeist, yeah. Yeah. Well, mine happens to be when I'm stressed out. Anytime I'm out. I seem to have more noises in the house, um, just more paranormal things happening. There's a, um, a 
out in my living room, which is right next to my bedroom, there is a curio cabinet. And on the curio cabinet, there's these uh, the handles to open up the drawers. And for some reason, those like to lift up and make this little pink sound whenever whenever I'm stressed out at night and trying to sleep sometimes. And I don't know what that is or why I hear those. But um, probably the best story, though, was when um, it was the first time I ever had a panic attack. Anybody ever has ever had one of those? They're awful. I didn't know what it was, but... It was a, um, I was going through a really tough time with my, um, with my oldest son, and my husband happened to be out of town during that time, so I was at home alone trying to deal with this matter that was going on, and I was up late at night, probably about midnight, one o'clock maybe, I was upstairs, the dog was sitting right next to me, I'm on my laptop, and I think I'm just doing some things and stuff, and I hear this pitter-patter and this on footsteps down in the hardwood floors downstairs, and a child's laughter. Oh, ah, man, I was all I was a hundred percent with you until you got to the ghost kid part. I do not like ghost kid laughing. Uh, yeah, and it wasn't my kid's laugh. So I have two boys. I know what their laugh sounds like. It was not my kid's laugh. <laughs> Neither one of them. I don't know whose laughter that was. And, uh, you know, when you first hear something like that, the, the footsteps running across the floor and then the laughter, I was like, what? Well, the dog, who was laying next to me, sound asleep. Her head perked up, her ears perked up, and her hair on the back of her neck stood up. Oh. She heard it, too. And then, so I knew it wasn't something, you know, because you think, did I just hear that? But she heard it, too. So I know that it was, you know, real. Well, the kids' rooms are just down the hallway from me. Um... So I sat there for a moment, and you know, I was looking at the dog. She's looking at me, and we're like, "Did we just do that?" So I walked down to the end of the hallway to see, you know, if it, if it was the boys. I thought, okay, maybe it's one of the boys. But they were both sound asleep. And the time for me to walk down there, they would have had to have ran up the stairs and gotten themselves in bed and tried to pretend like they were sound asleep. There's, there's no way, and I would have heard them running up the stairs had they have done that too. So oh sure. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what that was. I've never heard it again. Um, but that was the first time I, like, probably the most panicked time in my life just because of the stress that I was going through and my husband not being around to help me out during it. So, um, but there's, there's other stories in the house with, you know, with what I wrote you about. So, so um, it was always I, around times of stress, though, for you? Um... Well, not with my mother-in-law, not so much with the dog, but stress with me is when I would hear noises like the, oh, like the noises on the, on the uh, buffet cabinet, those noises, um, just, I don't, I don't know how it would, yeah, just weird noises around the house, or that creepy feeling that somebody's watching you. you oh, know? sure. Oh, yeah. Now, have you ever thought that that it was that that stress, that negative energy that's, you know, freaking you out and stressing you out that was causing it to happen? Or connected to I, it? Oh, yeah. I think so, because that's when I notice when I'm stressed out, I start to hear more of these noises and things in the house. And it's, it's mostly at night. Not always. There's and, other times, too, that um, I'll hear noises. And sometimes I can kind of maybe figure out what they are. Like, so my one of, my job, I, I have a, a home business. I'm a professional long-run quilter, if anybody knows that. It is a finished quilt for people. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, you do what for people? I finish quilts. Oh, nice. Cool. So somebody, yeah, so that, that's one of my jobs, and I can do it from home. So, 
uh, one thing I notice though is every once in a while I'll get an antique quilt, and that will be in my sewing area. And it seems like whenever I'm working on that quilt, a lot of times I'm thinking about the quilter. A lot of times there's uh, maybe the family member dropped it off. They don't, they don't know who it was, but it's something in their family. There might be a mystery about this quilt. I notice a lot more noises <laughs> um, in that upstairs room where my quilts are. When really? I'm working on that quilt. Yeah, and I like to think that it's, I mean, I'm not scared of it. I like to think it's because when I'm working on it, a lot of times I'm thinking of the quilter. I'm thinking in my mind, boy, I hope, you know, whoever made this, I hope you're happy with what I'm doing. And, you know, I hope this is, you know, how you wanted it to turn out. And I sure. hope that your family gets to cherish it more. Because a lot of times these quilts are locked up in trunks and people forget about them. And once I finish them, then they can be displayed and, and people can enjoy them more. So, and I would assume that a lot of work goes into those quilts initially, so they, they pour a lot of love into oh, yeah. them anyway. Exactly. So, there, yeah, a lot of times there is a strong connection. So, I mean, in my mind, a lot of times I am talking, right, and trying to communicate with whoever made this quilt. But, so I do notice more noises in that area. Um, I know it's like, it just might be just little clinks of things that are in my sewing room. I don't know. It's hard to explain. just noises that aren't normally there in the sewing room. But now, do you think that it's connected? Yeah, do you think it's 100% connected to the quilt, the actual physical object? Or do you think that you're in imbibing it with some kind of energy? I guess what I'm trying to ask is, has this always happened to you? Have you always had a connection with the other side or some kind of psychic energy or some kind of weird connection? I, I think so. I think both of, yeah, I think both me and my husband as well. Yeah, he's got a weird connection with animals. Oh, really? Yeah. Animals are just always drawn to him. Hey. He always thinks he can talk. We think he can talk to animals, and I believe him. Like, when we go to the zoo, he'll go, we'll walk to the zoo, and animals will just, like, be, like, totally at the other side of a fence or something. They'll walk right up to him and just stare at him. Oh, wow. look him in the eye, and then... Yeah, and then he'll tell me things, and I don't know, I really, he says he's not joking, but I don't, sometimes I don't know if he is or not. He'll look at me and he'll look at the ostrich one time, I think, there were two ostriches, and he'll stare at the ostrich, and the ostrich will stare back at him, and they just kind of look at each other, and we'll walk away, and he'll go, yeah, the ostrich, he doesn't like that other ostrich over there, because he, he thinks he's bullying him, and, um, you know, he'll just tell me, like, what's going on in the officer's life or any of the animals. There were some kids one time that the one kid didn't like the kids because the kids scared the guys. Holy and, crap, yeah. you're married to Dr. Doolittle. I know. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Hey, I got to say, you know what? I trust anybody that animals like or animals trust. So I trust an animal over yeah, a human exactly. any day. So that's awesome. Oh, yeah, exactly. Uh, animals are a lot of times drawn to him. He'll go over to somebody's house and maybe there's a dog that doesn't normally like anybody. That dog will run right up to him and, you know, be like, hi, I want to be your best friend. Ah, that's awesome. I love that. So has it always, now you said it's it's been connected to you and your husband. Has it always been that way or only since like a certain age? Um, I think I've had things go, yeah, off and on through, throughout my life. I mean, and then I've also had a couple of, like, premonition things. I've, I've had premonitions of car accidents. That came true? Um, yeah. Really? Yeah. I love, I love then, a good premonition story. So you, all right, so you don't have to go into details if you don't want to, but, all right, so you've had more than one premonition that has come true? 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, the crazy premonition that I have is, like, I have a premonition when people are going to throw up. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> throw up? Honest, oh, <laughs> throw that's... up is in I, I know it's the honest premonition, but it always comes through. I'll get a flash in my head of somebody going to throw up, and sure enough, they throw up within the next, I don't know, three or four hours. All right, so if you ever have a premonition of me throwing up, please let me know, because I hate throwing up. I will let you know. Yeah, I'll let you know. The, the, the car accident one, the very first one, I was I was 16. I was on my way to work. I just gotten a, you know, my first job, and um, I don't know. It was one of the nights that I was going to work, and there's a left-hand turn lane that I had to turn into in order to get into the parking lot of where I worked. And um, I was sitting at a stop line. I, I glanced over at that left-hand turn lane that I was going to be going into, and I just car accident just popped into my head. I didn't know what to think of it. I, I mean, I don't even know why I thought that. So um, I pulled into the parking lot. Um, I went downstairs. I was sitting on. It was like an apron that we had to put on. I was coming back upstairs to get into my lane. I was a cashier. And my manager comes over, and we had you know, little phones that are on our lanes, and he goes, I got to call 911. I got to use your phone. And I go, why? He goes, well, there's an accident just happened out, out and on that turn lane. And I just looked out there, and the exact, exact same spot that I had looked, and that word accident popped in my head. It's not even a word. I, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like a, it's kind of like a word, but it's like a vision, but it's not actually a vision either. But Sure. Now I was going to ask you that. Is it is it a voice? And if it is a voice, is it a voice? Is it your voice? Like, you know, like, you know, if you're, you know, like, oh, my voice in my head. Or is it somebody else's yeah, voice in your head? It's like a thought. Yeah, I mean, it is, it is kind of like a thought. I mean, I guess it's kind of like a word, but it's not like a vision like I actually see the car or see the actual. Sure. Um, yeah, it, it's more like a thought. Just, yeah, just a thought. And for you, this wasn't like an immediate one, because most of the times when someone has a premonition about an accident or something, a traffic accident or something happening, it's usually while they're in the car, like the light's about to turn green or whatever, or the light just turned green, and then they'll hear, you know, don't go or accident or something, and they'll stop. Yours, it sounds like it is more, you have, you have more noticed, if you will. Yeah, and it usually happens. It usually happens later. So my son got in a car accident. This wasn't that long ago, three or four years ago. Um, I knew he had to go somewhere the next day to an appointment, and the night before, I just did not sleep, and I was like, "He's going to get an accident." And he's been driving for a while. And when I get these thoughts, sometimes sometimes they happen, and sometimes they don't. And I don't know if I'm just being a mom worrying, um, but the next day, it's like I just knew. He was going to get an accident, and sure enough, I was at work, and I get a phone call, and the um, the girl that answered the phone that always answers the phone, she goes, "It's for you." And I just like I just knew he he gotten in his accident. It was, and then that's what it was. She, Have you ever thought about like telling the person, or is it just kind of a you know, oh, this is going to happen, and no one's going to believe you? I or? never know. I, I never really know. And I played so much that night going, please, please don't let him get an accident. But it's like, it was one of those things that I just knew. And I also won, well, I won $500 one time. I bought a $1 ticket from a lady that came in selling raffle tickets at our office. Wow. I bought, bought the ticket. I never bought a ticket like that before. And I was like, sure, I'll buy this $1 ticket. I was walking out to my car that night, and there was just a thought in my head. I'm like, they're going to call me to let me know I won. The next very day, they called me and said, hey, guess what? You won the $500. It's like, I just knew. Holy crap. <laughs> All right, so I, 
I got I got so many questions. I guess the the one for your husband is does Stitch really like me? I think he does, but you know, have him ask, have him ask Stitch, make sure. Uh, <laughs> I'm two, sure, I'm sure, yeah. when can I win the lotto? Uh, three, make sure if I. I, I wish I knew. I, yeah, I've tried to follow that instinct because sometimes I think those thoughts will pop into my head, and I'm put in the mood. Yeah. Like if I think I'm going to win the lottery before, trust me. I'm like tonight, tonight, go, go <laughs> oh, buy bet. the lottery ticket. Tonight. Oh yeah. I think I'm just. I think I'm just putting those thoughts in my own head. Well, look, so. if you ever have any premonitions about me, good, bad, or other, please <laughs> let me know. Because I will 100% listen will. to you. Uh, you know, the, I need all the help I can get, obviously. Well, this has been a fantastic call. I, I definitely, oh, yeah, Sean, is, uh, Sean Burke is saying, please take her to Vegas. Take her to Vegas. Yeah, please come to Vegas I, with yeah, me. I've been there, too, and I have terrible, terrible luck at Vegas, too, but... I have one other good ghost story if you want to hear it. If you oh, time. sure, please. Yeah, go for it. Okay, this is, it's not mine. It's one of my good friends. So, um, she's a, the wife of one of my husband's friends. And I can sit and talk to this girl for hours and hours. Because she has all kinds of stuff that happens to her. But I'm trying to make it kind of short. She, she, before she got married, she um, bought her very first house. She was like in her 20s. Bought her first house, lived there by herself, absolutely was so excited that she bought this house, except for the fact that she found out they were ghosts in it. And um, she's always had, her and her, her and her mom and her brother have always kind of been, you know, just receptive to all of those things. So when she moved in, at first she was like, well, I think I can deal with this. But then there was some, there was some good spirit, some bad spirit, she said. There was a lady that she knew was good because the cat liked the lady. She said she always could tell if the good lady was there because the cat would be, like, in the corner, like, making circles and how the cat rubs around somebody's legs. I love it. So, yeah, so just how she knew that the good one was there. But she said there were some other bad ones, too. And, you know, for whatever reason, she didn't like all of them. They could say she couldn't sleep at night. So she started just spending the night. She thought she was crazy, though, too, and she didn't want to tell anybody this, you know, so... She just started spending the night at her parents' house. So finally, her parents were like, why are you sleeping here because you own a house now? And uh, she was scared to tell them, but she did finally tell them, well, it's because there's too many spirits there and I can't sleep. Now, the dad is pretty skeptical about all this, and he didn't really believe her. So one night he said, okay, we're going to go back to your house. I'm going to spend the night there. We're going to see that all of this is just fine. So... He slept in the guest room. She slept in her room. She said she slept like a baby. Nothing bothered her all night long. But about 3 o'clock in the morning, her dad tapped um, on her door, opened up the door and goes, I've had enough. I'm going home. Really? <laughs> this the, the main yeah. skeptic guy. Yes, yes. He's like, I've seen enough. We're going home. And then he did, um, she said he did have um, one of the families, um, one of the pastors from the church came and left the house. Oh, and, wow. Uh, yeah, and I think it helped a little bit. So, but here's the funny thing. So her brother, she owned the house. She got married, and then they owned the house, and I think they rented it out. But eventually her brother came back from my lap, and her brother needed a place to live. So she told her brother, you can live in the house. And uh, we were having like a family gathering your friends and I talked to the brother every once in a while so I asked him I said hey how do you like living in that house does anything ever bother you and he's like you know nothing really bothers me he goes yeah he goes there's some stuff there but he, he's like you know I was in Iraq he was like nothing scares me after after that he's like you know if he goes don't bother me and I said well like what do you mean 
He goes, well, he goes, one night he goes, I was a little irritated. And I couldn't sleep. And uh, the pillows were bothering me. I couldn't get comfortable. So I took one of the pillows and I threw it out the, um, out into the hallway. He goes, and about two minutes later, the pillow came flying back. Oh, wow. And that's what I said. I'm like, really? He goes, and I go, that didn't scare you? He goes, no. He goes, no. He goes, he goes, I don't bother it. It doesn't bother me. So he goes, except for the pillow. So goes, that's about as bad as it got. But they, they ended up selling the house. But. So he... All right, it's not just something like, oh, I heard a noise out in the hall. He threw the pillow, and then the pillow came flying back a couple minutes later? Yeah, the pillow came flying back. I mean, he's the only one that lives there. Come so, on, he, skeptics. He said that so nonchalant. Like, he was like, yeah, he's like, the pillow came flying back at me. <laughs> I, see, that's the kind of stuff that I love, because how can a skeptic debunk that? Unless somebody else was in that house, how are you going to debunk that exactly. one? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, and it was funny. Is, I mean, the guy's just a big, you know, military guy. I, don't, I mean, nothing scares him. So, I mean, the fact that this pillow came flying back at him, he, he was more annoyed than anything. Oh, know? yeah. Just, you know, he's, he's your typical military guy that nothing scares him. He's like, yeah, the pillow came flying back at me. <laughs> Holy oh, crap. Okay. I love that. I know. Yeah. Well, that is awesome. Thank you again so much for calling. This is the perfect time. Like this is this is the perfect stitch break time. So this is exactly the spot. But thank you, awesome. Please call back anytime. I've got your stories that I'm going to read on the next uh, listener ghost stories or listener paranormal stories episode. But uh, I loved having a chance to actually talk with you. Thank you so much. <laughs> well, it was good to talk to you too. Finally. Definitely. Thank you. And I'll keep listening to your show. I'm almost to episode 100. Oh, you got a big episode coming up then. Episode 100 was a long episode for me to record. So I hope you like it. I had a lot of fun with that one. And, uh, you know. I love them. I love them all. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Thank you. That's so sweet. Thank you so much for calling. I will talk to you soon. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. All righty. How awesome was that caller? Connie's awesome. Wait till you hear the the story that Connie has for the listener uh, episode that's coming up. Like I said, I initially wanted these listener episode stories to be uh, uh, not just me. I don't like having me just tell the stories. Initially, it was supposed to be Sean Bishop and I. We're going to take turns telling all these stories. But with the pandemic, it makes it kind of difficult. I don't want to do it over the phone. I don't really want to do it over Skype. I don't really have a plan. But that whole listener episode is ready to go. But more importantly, Stitch is ready to go. So I got to take a quick Stitch break. We'll be right back in just a minute. Everybody listen to this song until then. Sasquatch, Sasquatch, stop looking in my windows. I think it's kind of creepy, you voyeuristic weirdo. Sasquatch, Sasquatch, keep your big paws to yourself. And you got a lady Sasquatch to raise your Sasquatch whelps. Well, I made a report to BFRO, them fellers that got that Squatch hunting show. Finding Bigfoot is what they're all about. They said people see them all the time, make lots of reports that are just like mine. And if you see them too, go ahead and give them a shout. Now I wish I knew some Sasquatch lingo, I'd invite him on over to party and mingle with me and my wife and a few of our closest friends. 
But I guess I'll smile and just wave hi The next time the big guy comes walking by Saying hello just might come a trend Sasquatch, Sasquatch, my big old hairy friend There's some is don't believe in you But I will till the end Sasquatch, Sasquatch, a weird legend never ends Didn't know that we were neighbors But I hope we can be friends Alright, we are back Whew. So Oh, thank you. Episode 100 was epic, Lauren said. Thank you so much. I really had a fun time making episode 100. I wanted to make it a very fun-filled episode with vintage commercials and just had a lot of fun with it. And stupidly, I made the promise to myself that if episode 100 was two hours long or however long it was, I forget now, that episode 200 was going to be twice as long as episode 100, which is why these live bonus episodes are not included in episode 124, 125, whatever it is. Because I've already done 14, this will be the 14th live episode. So I'll be getting to 200 real quick if I keep doing these live episodes. So these live bonus episodes do not count towards the official episode count list. I think I'm on episode 125 or something. But uh, yeah, if I had added these bonus episodes... I'd be at 200 way too quick, and I can't right now. Can't even imagine setting up a four-plus-hour Paranormal Almanac episode. It's going to be a daunting task, but I'm looking forward to 200 episodes, just not right now. Uh, Eric, welcome to the show. Sorry you're late. Well, I'm glad you made it to the episode. Uh, this is what it's all about. You've missed some fantastic stories. Please listen to the recording I've had some great callers. We had Lori, we had Sean, we had Connie. And if anybody else wants to call in, 818-732-9399. Love the tunes? That was the Ode to Sasquatch by Squatchcraft. It's an original song inspired by true life events. That's Squatchcraft, Ode to Sasquatch. I don't know him. I just like the song. Like I said, I'm trying to do a whole... Sasquatchy-esque theme to this episode. Yes, Lauren, I am 100% delaying the 200th episode because it's going to be a long one. But I cannot wait to do that 200th episode. And by the way, Robin, hi, howdy, hi, in case I haven't said hi to you this, today, this episode. So, let me get back to the USS Kid story that I had going on before I had to take the quick stitch break. I'm going to go back to that and then go to there. There we go. So they go on to say, the face above the phone number is confusing you. Oh, I was wondering how long it would take for someone to notice that. All right, hold on one second. Dave is talking about this face. There we go. So I was walking Stitch, obviously, by a neighbor's house a couple years ago. And I noticed one of these hanging on his fence. And I said, holy crap, this thing is awesome. I mean, it is amazingly detailed. How cool and crazy and weird is this weird goblin-y looking thing? And he told me a story that the neighbor across the street was this really, really old guy. And he worked for a carnival. And his job at the traveling carnival was to make these. So he has this one. I don't know where the other, I don't know where the other ones are. But there's a princess, there's a king... There's like three or four of them anyway. And he said 
I said, well, that's amazing. I love vintage carnival stuff. That is cool. And he said, you can have one because he had a bunch of them. So I got this jestery goblin looking dude. I got the princess. I got the king. If you guys are just listening to this episode, I'm sorry. I can't really describe it too well. It's uh, a guy with pink hair, kind of scary. He's got green eyes, got fangs. He's got a bluish purplish cloak on and hat, like long hat with like, you know, space on it. But it's really something you have to take a look at. I'll try and throw it up on Facebook or on the Instagram. But I loved this thing oh so much. And I was so happy that he let me take it home. And I mean, like I said, this is a handmade thing that is just absolutely incredible. And there's a princess one and a king one. And I was so happy to have it. I don't know where the other one is. Here's another one. Just amazing detail. And I didn't want them to go to waste. You can tell that it's, you know, hand-painted because of that. Uh, I didn't want them to go to waste or die, so I was very happy that he let me have them. So, yeah. So, and I put it over there seeing how long it would take before one of you guys actually noticed it. And it took about, I don't know, 10 episodes. He's possibly a wizard, sure. Um, why not? But he's kind of creepy for a wizard, you know? I mean, he's got, like, kind of a wizardy hat on. I'll give you that. But, uh... Creepy as all hell, but I love them. Absolutely love them. And thankfully, you know, nothing else, you know, spooky happened since I brought them home. Teresa, glad you caught. You can't wait for episode 200. Hey, it's coming up quick. Anyhow, back to the USS Kid Tic Tac UFO encounter. The guy went on to say that I've been freaked out about this for about 15 plus years. Remember, this is a guy that is a retired Navy commander. He said, I've been freaked out about this for about 15 plus years, always waiting for the men in black to show up. We were told to box up the audio tapes and send them over to the carrier. After that, I told my controller to not speak of it anymore because something was up. Now, another buddy of mine that was on the Chaffee with me retired as the OSCS and said that they had the same kind of stuff happen to them last year in SoCal. I asked about it and he said it was July of 2019 on USS Kid during the USS Theodore Roosevelt SWAT in SoCal. So the USS Kid, uh, about 2 a.m. towards the end of July, a Snoopy team, remember the team that came out to look for UAVs, is called up and away to check out the UAVs. After doing some research, I determined that the Snoopy team aboard the destroyer is a task as an intelligence detail to try and identify these unknown ships and figure out where they're coming from. They said they use various optics and sensors available to track and photograph and videotape the intruder in order to ID it. The captain was awake at 2 a.m., was also aware of the incident. I don't have any clarification on this. And again, UAV could mean unmanned aerial vehicle or unidentified aerial vehicle. But at this specific time, this guy has the records. He says that Snoopy was detailed for UAVs. It goes, it is a completely detailed silver record is what it's called about this incident. And guess what? It was more Tic Tacs. It was more Tic Tac UFOs. So it's it didn't stop in 2014 or 2004 or any of those. They're still going. As of 2019, we found another one from the Freedom of Information Act. These things are going to keep coming. And it's a detailed interview. I mean, a big detailed interview about what happened and what they were supposed to do. So he said it wasn't an exercise. These guys were called upon because of this weird UAV tic-tac-like object. So, even more 
UFO Navy, U.S. Navy encounters happening in 2019. This is, this is disclosure, 100%. This is disclosure. Little by little, we're going to find out more and more and more of these stories and find out just how far down that rabbit hole it goes. But we are in the middle of disclosure. If you would have told me or any of you guys listening 15 years ago that UFOs would be acknowledged by the Pentagon and talked about so openly with the U.S. Navy, it would have blown my mind. It would have blown young Kurt's mind, if you will. Yet, here we are on a regular basis. Holy crap. Sean Bishop said he'll come over and read listener stories through a mask. Sean, yes, please, yes. I would love to have you on air. We can do a Facebook Live if you want to. We can record it, whatever you want. Are you kidding me, man? I would love to. We can be six feet apart. I can get two microphones. We'll be six feet apart. We have plenty of room in here. Let's do this. I'm so freaking happy. Uh, Princess Peach. Well, if it's Princess Peach, this is Princess Peach from the 60s. So it, it uh, precedes Princess Peach by, what, 50 years, 40 years? So, yeah, again, absolutely incredible. I was so happy that my neighbor let me have them. Uh, and the fact that some guy, that was his entire job, and he had a house right here by my house making those for a traveling carnival. Oh, my God, I'm so happy that Sean Bishop said he is in. You heard it here first. You guys are listening. You guys saw it on the chat. Sean Bishop and I will be doing a listener paranormal episode coming up very soon. I am way too excited for this. Way too excited. Okay. We're at about a 118. Actually, about 120. So, anybody that wants to call in, 818-732-9399. I had another caller that kept trying to call while I was on the phone with both uh, Connie and with Sean. So... If you want to call in and be the final caller of the night, we have time for one more caller. 818-732-9399. I'm loving the story so far. Absolutely fantastic story so far. Can I get one more before the end of this episode? What do you think, Stitch? Can we get one more caller before the end of the episode? If not, that was my whole story. My entire story for this episode was the ufo encounters with the u.s navy and the uss kid so i have nothing more i will vamp for another 30 seconds and then i want to call it for this episode but i would love to I, like i said somebody kept trying to call during these calls so please if you want to talk to me now is the time to do it 818-732-9399 paranormal almanac before i forget you can get the official don't fucking shoot bigfoot patch at etsy.com slash 8bitspock. Oh, yeah, you're right. The uh, TV has not gone off for a while. That was that one time. It was really freaking weird. Or you can go to storeenvy.com slash paranormalalmanac. There are six new t-shirt styles in stock. They look great. I am so excited about these shirts. I, I, I actually ordered one. I haven't gotten it yet. I'm, I'm so excited to wear it for you guys. Uh, and I got some new Hawaiian shirts coming this week, too. So I'm very excited about that. Because, you know, I got to look good for you guys. But you can go to storeenvy.com slash paranormalalmanac. Order your Paranormal Almanac shirts now. Also, I contacted Store Envy, and I think it's like 99% possible it's going to happen. 
that I can get a discount code for merchandise for my patrons. So if you're a patron, you're going to get a discount code for merchandise as well. So you can get that, that uh, merch even cheaper. And also, if you guys haven't heard, patrons just got two or one episode with two phenomenal Canadian UFO stories on there. So if you haven't become a patron, it's patreon.com slash paranormal almanac and patrons. I'm going to say it now. So it kind of, you know, it's kind of holding me to it. I have another patron episode coming up very soon. It's a very good one. It's one I don't like. I do not like these kinds of episodes. So if you're a regular listener of paranormal almanac, you will know what episodes I do not like doing that you guys want to hear all the time. Uh, debunking episodes. I actually do have a. I actually do have a debunking episode coming up, Eric. Eric said, "Hey, I love the debunking episodes." Uh, yeah, I have another one coming up very soon. I like those debunking episodes too. Um, thank you so much for saying that, Eric. Because not a lot of people like them. They actually get the lowest amount of listens of any of my episodes, but I don't care. Those are for the cool people. Uh, no, Dave, I'm not going to do a flat Earth episode. I did one. The Earth is not flat. It's very easy. Here, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do a flat Earth episode for you right now. That's right. I'm your host, Kurt Sandvig, and on this week's edition of Paranormal Almanac, let's talk about flat Earth. I'm not going to do any shout-outs. No paranormal news. Let's get right into it. The Earth is not flat. Once again, I've been your host, Kurt Sandvig, and this has been another edition of Paranormal Almanac. There you go. There's another new edition. Flat Earth. It's bullshit. Oh, Lauren says, buy the merch. The shirts are great. Super comfy. Thank you so much, Lauren. I saw that you bought a shirt. I was very happy. Uh, they're, they're fantastic. You know, I really like them. I have to, Sean Bishop, because you're going to be doing an, a, uh, a listener. Oh, sorry. Hold on. Stitch apparently wants to send you guys all a kiss. Go. Because Sean Bishop is going to be doing an episode with me, I have... A merchandise. I have a shirt for you, Sean. So, I need your I need your shirt size. We can do it off air. But I've got a shirt, a Paranormal Almanac shirt, specifically ordered for Sean. Uh, let's see. Let's keep on going. Episode about Spring Hill Jack. Interesting. You know what? I'm gonna write that one down. I really do kind of like that idea. Spring Hill Jack. I don't have. I have not started one on Spring Hill Jack. So I'll start on that one. I have an episode started for Harry the Bassist. Special shout out to Harry the Bassist for this episode. Harry's an awesome listener. He's an awesome patron. He set me up with the desktop. The nicest guy in the world. Harry the Bassist wanted me to do a couple of episodes. I'm starting to work on those. So I will, I will add spring Jack to that. I like that idea, actually, quite a bit. Yes, Robin. It is another possession episode. The ones I do not like to do. I do not like exorcisms and possession ones. They scare the shit out of me. But there is an a possession episode for the patrons. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one. So that's the biggest tease I'm going to do for you guys. You guys going to have to wait and see. But I have vamped as much as I'm going to vamp. So let's wrap it up for this episode. Thank you guys oh so much. I want to thank Lori. I want to thank Sean. I want to thank Connie for calling in with some fantastic stories. You guys calling in makes these episodes so much fun for me to do. So I want to thank you all. Head on over to patreon.com slash paranormal almanac. 
Head on over to storeenvy.com slash paranormal almanac. Head on over to facebook.com slash paranormal almanac fan base. I don't know really know what that fan uh, group is called, but they're a great group of people. If you want to find some like-minded people that talk about some funny stuff and some spooky stuff, that is the place to do it. They're awesome. And if anybody fucks with you, you let me know and they're gone. Besides that, once again, guys, I am your host, Kurt Samick. This has been another edition of Paranormal Almanac bonus quarantine episode. Thank you guys so much for giving me something to do during this quarantine. I love doing these. I love the fact that you guys show up for them. And I love the fact that all you guys listen to them as well. Thank you so much. Can't wait to talk to you guys again. Let's do another one of these this week. What do you say? I don't know. Tomorrow night, Friday night, you tell me. Thank you guys. Have a good one. Hang every little Sam must have me asked. Stroke have no beats every hindi queue and not swag.